and welcome to another episode of Talk Go for Buckets. I'm Luke Buer. And this is Ryan James. Happy to be back. And I want everyone to hear this song that Luke sent to me. <laughs> Luke sent this song to me like as a way of saying, RJ, wait your turn. This is how I want this, this is what he sent me. <laughs> that's pretty good all right ryan we got to talk some college basketball um i do i do recognize that it's been a while since we last recorded uh that's mostly due to to um to me um and i yeah i'm not very good at um being a parent somehow you manage you managed to have four kids and i managed to have one and i still am um am less productive than you so that's that's a testament to you more than anything <laughs> well i appreciate i appreciate that but let's be real here luke is thinks he's a master football mind and doesn't care about the basketball industry anymore <laughs> like he doesn't care about us basketball fans anymore so that's okay we'll play second <laughs> That's football love. That's definitely not true, but uh, here here we are nonetheless. Um, uh, yes, yes. Okay, so let's chat a little bit about um, Gopher basketball. Um, the the season is miraculously going to start here on November twenty fifth, which will be a Wednesday. We're recording on a Sunday. They're going to play. Uh, they're going to play Wisconsin Green Bay. That game will be televised on BTN Plus. By the way. I'm just very curious, Ryan. Do you think how many games are going to be on BTN Plus so they can just push a little bit more revenue out of this uh, t- out of this basketball season? If I'll, I'll say it like this: if the t- if the team name has more than two words in it, it's automatically going to Big Ten Plus. <laughs> that's like a that's a given. If the university, like yeah, it not if if the team name has more than two words. Wisconsin University of Wisconsin Green Bay too many. That's Big Ten plus, no question. Yeah, University. Yeah, it, but you know, if it's simple, it's like Iowa. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll put that on regular. That's that's how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, you guys like Big Ten plus and the goofy, uh, goofy announcers that are going to be used on that show. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I've never actually signed up for it. I'm probably going to have to sign up for it this year so that I can watch them go for basketball. Um, but it's been a while since we chatted, so really we probably should go over the roster. Um, there's a lot that's happened, a lot of turnover, a lot thing, a lot of things are now official. Um, so, for instance, Liam Robbins gets a gets a waiver um, as well as Booth Gotch. He also gets a waiver, so they're both going to be able to play this year. Um, so maybe, Ryan, just start. Who do you think the starting five will be for the Gophers? Before today, I would have 100% came on this podcast and said, Marcus Carr, Gabe Kelser, Booth Gotch, Brandon Johnson, and Liam Robbins. But mm-hmm. as we started this recording, the Gophers were holding a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And their first, te- their first team, scrimmage-wise, was Marcus Carr, Booth Gotch, Gabe Kelser, Liam Robbins, and Eric Curry. Oh, interesting. Yes, Brandon Johnson was on the second team with um, Jamal Mashburn, with Trey Williams, with Isaiah Enon, and with a much different looking Jarvis O'Mersa. You know, Fan- 
I, I saw that he, that he. Yeah, I saw the picture. He like he like shaved off the blonde in his hair. I, I, I he looked. I like the new look. Like like he has a little bit of a thicker beard. Yeah. He took off all the blonde in his hair. Like he just looks different. Like a different person. Like all the whole my whole life seeing Jarvis play, he's always had a, like a big like big hair. Yeah. And now he did, like I had to look at that photo and go right to the roster like 21, 21, 21. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's Jarvis." So, yes. So, in that second unit is is Brandon Johnson, let me think. So, okay, Enan's probably the 3, Brandon Johnson's the 4, and then um Jarvis Omersa plays a 5. Let's be honest, so basketball is kind of a positionless game. Uh this day and age is more who you can guard, right? So, but yeah, yeah. okay, that's an interesting that's an interesting second group. Now, that's not to say that that's going to be the first five and second five when sure. they play Green Bay. Sure. But we're just looking at clues here. I mean, obviously, obviously those other four guys are your starters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if you are how many days away? Like four days. It's four days away from the game. Yeah. You know, I'm guessing you're playing. That's your first group. I mean, it could be Johnson. It could. I don't know. We'll see. But it's a good sign that Eric's playing with that group. Yeah. Or maybe they just wanted Brandon Johnson with that group balancing things out a bit. I don't know. Yeah, right. So if we look at this group. I mean, it's, it, would, it would be fun to watch, but they didn't put a live stream on it. Right. So, or, let any media, or let any media. And we're just looking at photos from the GoPro Twitter. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is kind of disappointing that they didn't at least let media in to kind of get a glimpse, even if it's just through social media and articles. Uh, it would have been fun to hear, you know, what you guys were able to see. Um, but, you know, when, when we talk about this roster, first thing that I want to note, I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of Gopher basketball, but we, when you look at numbers, we have a number 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. When's the last time you had zero through five for numbers? We've got Liam Robbins, zero, Trey Williams, one, uh, uh, Martise Mitchell, two, uh, David Mutoff, three, uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr., four, and Marcus Carr, five. I, that just blows my mind a little bit, all these small numbers. I'm betting it's the first because, I mean, I remember when I was a manager, I think the lowest number you could have was three. Like I don't think sure. you could have a one, a one or maybe you could have double zero, but I, I think I don't think you could have one or two back then. I think you, I think it started at three. I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong, but. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a quirky little thing, but let's, let's chat a little bit about rotation. Um, I think we all, we both agree that, uh, Marcus Carbooth, Gotch, Gabe Kalsher, and probably Liam Robbins are going to be your four staples. Right. And then, um, you know, Traditionally, Patino tends to play uh, his certain starters heavy, heavy minutes. Um, I kind of expect that to be consistent this year, especially with you know the likelihood of games starting and stopping being pretty high. They're gonna, they're not gonna be trying to rest guys necessarily for um, you know a long season. But you know, after those four, who you know, who do you expect to play meaning a meaningful role in those kind of remaining four to five, maybe even six spots? I would say. The, the sixth man will be Jamal Mashburn, in my opinion. Okay. And I think Jamal will step right in when Marcus Carr needs a break. He's a point guard. When Gabe needs a break, you know, Mark and you'll have probably have Jamal and Marcus Carr back there together at times. Um, I think that's he'll be your sixth man, and you'll see him as the main minutes guy outside of the starting three guards. And then you'll see Trey Williams as that fifth backcourt member out of those five guys. And then. Moving up front, Liam Robbins, your center. Looks like 
you know Eric Curry can play some backup center. He's done that sure. a lot. For sure. And Jarvis and Jarvis, yeah. And Jarvis O'Mer says center. And I'm guessing Isaiah Eman, Brandon Johnson, and Eric Curry rotate as your that they rotate as your fours. So I, so yeah, I you know, it's thrown me through a loop that Eric Curry started. Not I think that's actually amazing. That's a headline. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's it's it was tough to predict that coming in because you don't you don't know what he was going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So it kind of threw me for a little loop. So I guess I'm gonna if that's your start, let's just say it's today's starting your maroon group was your five. I'd say Mashburn, uh, Brandon Johnson, and Isaiah Enan are your sixth, seventh, and eighth guys. That's a hell of a group right there. I love that group as your as your main main uh, guys coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and then that leaves Jarvis and uh, oh, I'm escaping. I mean, Martise Mitchell may play a tiny bit, probably unlikely that he plays a lot. I, I guess the question, guys, that I'm curious about that might actually get some run, like, is David Mutoff going to play much? You know, he seems to be a shooter. Um, questions about his ability to play defense. Again, this is he's, you know, basically been in the United States for a very short amount of time. Then it's guys like Sam Freeman. You know, where do those guys kind of fit in? Are they going to get minutes? Are they not going to get minutes? It's, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, if they played Louisville, for example, for their opener, like they have, like they have in the past, they they have in the past. Well, I w- I wouldn't think you'd see Martise Mitchell, Sam Freeman, or David Mutaf as they. All all three of those guys still need seasoning. All three of those guys have they have they have some room to grow before they're on the on the floor. Um, that's what I'm expecting. So, what, what's really thrilling, like this Eric Curry thing in the rotation is such good news. It makes it deeper if he is. It makes them deeper, and like it's not. I gave you six, seven, eight, and I was like, "Oh, where's my nine, dude?" When you think about that, Brandon Johnson, Trey Williams, Isaiah Enan, and Jamal Mashburn—that's a bench right there. And mm-hmm. then Jarvis being the tenth—that's mm-hmm. a bench. Yeah. That is a really nice bench. Yeah, and you know what I like about the bench, at least from my standpoint, is you—you kind of have an ability if you need to play a little bigger, you can play a little bigger, but you can also go and you can play small if you need to play small, right? Um, you know, they could play, yep. they could play four guards. I, you know, it's someone like Trey Williams that I'd like to see make a step and be able to play a little bigger than he is, like actually go out and rebound and, you know, maybe guard a position bigger because then you can spread the floor and you can go small with like Booth Gotch, Trey Williams. Um, you could throw in Jamal Mashburn there, obviously Marcus Carr and then any big, right? Maybe Liam Robbins or something like that. But you, you know, if you can find some guys to play a little bigger than they are, they really could play this, you know, positionless basketball basketball which basically seems to be happening all over the world of basketball these days yeah exactly and position i mean position is basketball is what's coming but we also have to be smart and think well what happens if they play travion williams right and in, the, in the post you know and or or guys of that or luke luca garza well when Liam robbins goes and sits you're probably not throwing a six six guy in definitely in jarvis immersa on them for so you might need a big guy well that's for sam freeman Hopefully, is ready to stand behind, you know, do the Bakari Kanate and just keep your big long body behind him and make them shoot over the top of you. That's what you hope from the Sam Freeman. She can have a second big body behind, you know, behind Liam. So, like that, that seems to be that would be his role if he's ready for it. And then we also have to keep in mind injuries slash, you know, injuries slash, you know, COVID. Now, basketball seems to be a little different than football. Like, you know, this guy gets COVID, okay, go home to your apartment, chill for a while, we move on, you know, mm-hmm. then this next guy steps on up in his place. And I think, 
you know, Martise Mitchell is a pretty good prospect. Probably getting sixty seasoning, but like I think you could probably trust him to play ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Freeman's in the second year. You think maybe you could probably trust him. You brought David Newcastle to be a shooter here. Well, if he, if he gets somebody hurt, let's see if he can make some, make some shots. But the good thing is, I think you'll be able to trust all four of those bench guys we talked about: Mashburn, Enan, Williams, and Johnson, or Curry, which whenever it is. You can trust those players to go out and play heavier minutes if you need to. Mm-hmm. That's such a good sign for this team. Yeah, let's actually transition and talk, you know, it's still about this roster, but from kind of a different vantage point. You know, the NCAA, from my understanding, is not going to be counting this year against eligibility. Is that still the case for basketball? I know it is for football. Is that the case for basketball as well? Yes. And I checked, it's funny you said that because I checked on that. I was talking to Dave Thorson, yeah. former D. LaSalle coach and now a Colorado State. I was checking with him, and, like, if you know Dave, Dave goes from, like, like he gets excited, and he'll, he'll get going on some subjects. And, like, like Dave was saying, okay, we're talking about their group a little bit, and he was like, we could conceivably have this group for this many years. I mean, it's probably not likely, but we could. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of running through the players in my head, and they're like, wow, that's right. And that would be assuming that, that, like, that would be assuming that they all get a year back. Now, so this it, it seems like to be this. It's going to be a rental year when it comes to eligibility wise. But then you also have to consider: Will you know take the group Liam Robbins? Would would he use all three of those years, junior, senior, and extra year? Marcus Carr would he use junior, senior, extra year? Would right. Scott use junior, senior, extra year? I would say no, no, and no on those accounts. Right. Unless, you know, something bad happens. But, uh, you, you know, know it's like an injury. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking more to your point, right? We're in this we're in this phase of college basketball where there are so many guys that basically play instantly. They're, like the idea of redshirting is essentially gone. But for a guy like David Mutoff or a guy like even um, or, or even a guy like Isaiah Enan, you effectively get a redshirt year for these guys to mature. These are guys that you t- took exactly. from overseas. This could be very good for this roster, actually, um, because frankly speaking, we've talked about this before too with this with the status of the economy and you know the 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 reality of the pandemic i don't think patino's going anywhere regardless of what happens this year um or probably even next year just because getting rid of someone like that and you know changing things over is very unlikely so i like to your point i think that you know they've they've kind of collected a nice roster and and they have an opportunity to really grow some players with an extra year um you know to to steal your turn season them yeah, exactly. You do. And but everything evens out. When you are going to have a chance to take some of those players and you have an extra year to work with them. But on the flip side, let's also, let's, let's, let's consider if, okay, Gabe, you, you also engaged from back for senior year. Yeah, we do. Um, we questioned on Booth Gotts a little bit because if he would come back because he tried to go pro right. last spring. Same with Marcus Carr. Let's say all three of them come back next year. If you're tra- and Jamal Mashburn's back too, if you're Trey Williams per se, and you see everybody coming back, well, at some point you want to start. Are mm-hmm. you going to sit for your third year and not start? Sure. Or are you going to be like, oh, I can transfer to, I don't know, just Texas Tech, and I can have a better chance there. I can transfer to Oregon State. You're going to see that type of stuff from guys too. I mean, you look at the picture the Gophers posted on on uh, on their Twitter today. There's ten guys on the floor. Well, look at the three guys, the four guys who weren't playing. Um, one of them was a walk-on, and then you have three scholarship guys. Well, when you're guy 11, 12, and you're guy 13, a lot of times guys 11, 12, and 13, whomever it may be, it could, the, the, who's, on, who's actually 11, 12, and 13, 
could change in the future. Like those guys probably would be like, well, screw it, I want to play. Yeah. You know, if you're Sam Freeman, if you're Sam Freeman and you're seeing like Eric Curry and Jarvis Mercer play over you at the back of center, and Liam Robbins is coming back, well, what are you thinking? You're probably, you know. So I think everything will level off in the end between who can transfer out, who can stay longer, who's going to go pro. You know, I, it'll all level out. It's going to be a wild off season waiting to find out who stays and goes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I may have to throw another song. Where you stay, where you go, where you stay, where you go now. You have to throw that in there. That might be the opening of our show. You know, like when we play in the spring. <laughs> that might be a segment that we just do consistently, um, because yeah, yeah. it's like every year somebody leaves. Uh, okay, th- I think this transitions nicely to um, uh, to the recruiting class that they just signed. Um, you've got the big kid out, out of Alexandria, and then the other kid that I can't I d- can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, but he was another big as well. So they they're bringing in two bigs, but they signed both of them, right? Yes, both of them signed. One is Trayton Thompson, who is originally from Alexandria, Minnesota. Um, Trayton is. Uh, Laudemir prep for their second for the, his second year. I've been trying to watch them play, but so far they haven't played. Dad said, I believe his dad said that he's going down there this weekend. He's watching trading, play two games this week, and then bring him back for Thanksgiving. Well, that was the plan when I last talked to him. Who knows these days? Plans are changing like crazy these days. But like that, so they they have games coming up. Trading there for a second time, and then Kenny Photo is the player at Sunrise Christian, the 6'10", 6'11", skilled, you know, he'll set a screen and then fade as the wing and show off a nice touch. Um, He's got a very big and very skilled body. He's going to have to be more aggressive and rebound better, but I'm anxious to see him play. Kenny plays for the same team that Kendall Brown, the Eastridge five-star talent. Oh, yeah, yeah. He plays with with the same Sunrise Christian team down there, so – I actually was sat down, was all excited to watch them play yesterday at 3 p.m., and it was their post-grad team and not them. So mm. I actually texted Kendall Brown to see when they played, and he goes, oh, we got two games next week. So hopefully we can see them play. You know, I know Trayton Thompson watched them play all summer. I have a great feel for what Trayton Thompson is. I don't have a feel of squat for what Kenny photo is, but I know he's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're bringing in more and more size. So we were talking about earlier with like a Sam Freeman or guys looking who's playing in the post. Well, you got two more bigs coming next year. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who you don't have time. If every post comes back, how are you squeezing minutes in for Jarvis, Brandon Johnson, Liam Robbins, Marquise Mitchell, Sam Freeman, Kenny Photo, and Trayton Thompson? You're not. Mm-hmm. So they're not all going to be here in the future. Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting too is like you said um, previously, you know there are guys like Booth Gotch, um, Marcus Carr, Liam Robbins likely not to stick around all all the remaining years of eligibility they'd have, you know, with the bonus year as well. Um, you know, likely probably going to see like a Marcus Carr leave, um, but they're they're pretty high on Jamal Mashburn Juniors from what I've, at least I've read in the newspaper and stuff. Are you kind of hearing the same things? Yes, I mean. When you watch, I spent some time watching Jamal's video, and I talked to his uh, high school coach, Jason Smith, at Brewster Academy. Jamal Mashburn was playing with a load of talent. The guys who you were on the floor with out of Brewster Academy are, they're four-star talents, and Jamal is too, but they're four-star talents. One or two of them are playing in the pros sooner than, sooner than people realize. Like, 
But Jamal was one of the smartest players on the floor and one of the most trusted players on the floor. That is going to equate to instant minutes. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of compared it to both Andre Hollins and Nate Mason when both came in. Both came in ready to play, both skill-wise and intelligence-wise. And both of them did play. Both of them played some off a reserve role. They started moving into the bigger role later in the season. Well, I think Jamal is going to be better than both of those players. I think he's going to be steadier. I think he's going to be more consistent with his touch. And I think he's going to be a better defender. So, like, yes, I just said that. I just said that Nate Mason, Mason, the first team All-Big Ten player at one point as a junior, and Andre Holland's the third or second big All-Big Ten player, I think Jamal is going to be better than them. And and that's the type of guy that Patino's going to trust right away and find minutes for right away. And the greatest thing about that is the one of the things I've been begging for for years, the last several years, probably since the first time we ever had a talk go for Bunkett's podcast. <laughs> when you showed up at Minnetonka High School and gave, and, and I saw your face for the first time, <laughs> I probably looked at you square in the eyes and was probably thinking to myself, man, maybe I hope some point that the starters will have somebody challenging them. Yeah. And now I think we can. If you're Richard Pitino, if Marcus Carr decides to go on a binge about a stupid shot, you could say, hey, dude, go sit over there by the trainer. I got Joel Masson to run the floor for a while. Mm-hmm. Or if like you have that now with Jamal. Let's say that Gabe Kelser's in a tough shooting strength, uh, a tough shooting spree. Well, sorry, Gabe, you got to sit. Jamal could play your spot for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the type of thing this team needs. If a guy is not, if the guy is not rebounding, like boxing out like he needs to, if he's not, if he's not uh, defending the ball screen, like he needs to consistently. If he's taking stupid shots, go sit down. We have depth to play. And that's, that I mean, my best favorite part about Jamal Masford. He can step in and take someone's spot and they can, so others can sit and he can, they can, they can compete with each other for time. They can compete with each other to see which guy will do the right thing more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see um, his career develop. Um, obviously, excited that he'll have this uh, this red shirt year. Um, I'm going to refer to it as a red shirt year, um, but he'll get to play with uh, no uh, no eligibility penalty. Um, so, just want to segue and talk a little bit about the roster. Maybe start or not the roster, but the schedule. Um, as we look at the schedule, they open with Green Bay, then they play North Dakota, Boston College, Kansas City, and then Illinois. Um, I think we. I think it'd be crazy to not talk about what's the likelihood of them playing all of these games that they currently have on the schedule. I would put that at pretty unlikely. Um, I don't actually know the rules of, of which govern how they can play and if they can play. Um, you know, football had really, really clear rules. I don't know if those uh, um, transfer and apply to basketball as well. Um, but you know, I think it's fairly unlikely they play all of these games. So it'll be an interesting season on season off. I think that we'll have to get used to. Here's, here's my take on, yes, you are correct. We are going to have to be used to it if a game is called, but here's one positive we have. Most colleges are sending their kids home here now and yeah. they won't be back for a long time. Okay. They won't be back for a couple months, maybe even a little bit longer. Well, if you're a head basketball coach and you don't have to worry about the players' academics anymore, you could control their schedule for a lot of that time. Sure. And if you're a college basketball player and you don't have school to worry about, dude, you got to live with this team and not risk anything. Now, these are college kids. 
And we all know that, like, of the people that are going out in mass and spreading COVID, the college kids are up there with the college kids are up there with the uh, with the uh, you know with with the highest group that's doing it. But a lot of those kids don't have a basketball season to lose. So if these if you could trust these kids to be kids, they can stay with each other, not going to class. You don't have to go to class because there's no class. Mm-hmm. You could trust that these kids can stay together and play. But then look who the second team on there is. North uh, Dakota. Yes, right. Well, if you want to avoid someone that's got COVID, like, avoid North Dakota. Now, I think they have added, Luke, I, this schedule I'm looking at right now does not have the North Dakota State game and the other one. Yeah, you, um, you're right. I don't know exactly when those games are, um, but, like, again, you're playing North Dakota State and North Dakota. Right. I, I mean... Again, if North Dakota was its own country, they'd be the leading the world in percentages of right. cases and deaths. Right? Isn't that isn't that what it is right now? Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. So Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota, North Dakota, North Dakota State—that's a little scary. Yeah. No, definitely, and and that's where I'm saying, like, who knows whether or not you know, week in or week out, these games will be played. Um, I think that'll be the the main takeaway. My understanding is there's gonna be no fans in attendance. Correct? No fans in attendance. At least at, at Williams you know, Arena. Me, yeah. Me, yeah. You know, this, guys, who knows how many they'll let in? And yeah. The referees, probably some scoreboard people, and, you know, maybe mom or dad will be hiding in the corner. Yeah. Because that's what they do for football. So they'll probably let the moms and dads in somewhere. Right. That's my guess. So, you know, if, when the North Dakota schools come, they'll probably have some fans <laughs> try to break in because you're like, hey, who are you? This disease is nothing. Yeah. No. Right. No <laughs> <laughs> so when when we look at, when we look at the Big Ten as a whole, let's just touch on that. Um, I think the Big Ten is probably as strong as it's ever been basketball wise. I think I've heard some people think there could be, you know, in in, in a normal year and not a, a COVID um, in a, a pandemic hindered year, this could be a league with you know this is a what a a thir- fourteen league te- fourteen team league if I remember or twelve league team I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. 14. 14, yeah, 14. So you've got 14 teams in the league, and they think anywhere from like 10 to 12 could potentially make the NCAA tournament. That's how strong they think this league potentially could be. Now, I don't know if I buy that, um, but you know, from the top down, it, it seems it all kind of starts and ends with Illinois, who the Gophers are going to play on the road for their first Big Ten game. Yeah, Luke, if you were to, did you by, by chance do some predictions in your head who one, two, three, and four are at all. Uh, have, have I? Have you seen some? I have. I, have I've seen, seen some? some. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so who was who were the top four teams in the Big Ten? Um, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, those are and the Michigan top. State. Th- Michigan State. Yeah, those are the three probably. And in yeah, if you look at our sch- are- if you look at the schedule, it's uh, it, December fifteenth. You have Illinois. You go St. Louis. Uh, Christmas Day, you play Iowa. The twenty eighth, you play Michigan State. The thirty first, you play Wisconsin. I mean, what? I mean, did did did, did Richard Pitino do something like Scott Frost? <laughs> I mean. My God, like, here, here, Minnesota, here's your opening game. Yeah. Illinois, who I think is going to win it. Iowa, who's everyone else's pick should win it. Michigan State, who's always up there for it. And Wisconsin, you know, who's also up there. These four toughest teams are who you get to play right away. Right. Including a Christmas game with Iowa. 
Right. Come on, man. I don't want to work on Christmas. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I don't know. I mean, they got to maximize the TV is, dollars, man. The Big Ten trying to challenge the NBA on Christmas Day. Uh, that's well, a really on. good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 never, I never, I literally never considered that. Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, it, you know, maybe they, maybe they didn't, re- maybe they thought like the big, I think big 10 was like, Oh, maybe the NBA won't play their games on Christmas day. Come on. The NBA scheduled their, put their season together based on starting on that day. Yeah. Exactly. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. That is, I can't un- believe they did that. That is unbelievable. You know, here's the other thing I was really surprised by. I do see, is it one game? Is it just, no, there's a couple games that have oars on them. Um, so they, they could be, uh, like for instance, they play Iowa. It could be this is at Iowa. It could be a Sunday or a Monday game um, on January 10th or January 11th. They have Nebraska. It could be a Sunday or a Monday, February 7th, February 8th, and then they have um, <laughs> Rutgers. March uh, 6th could be a could be a um, Saturday or a Sunday. Like I thought, there'd be more of those where they're going to try to just maximize TV and get the good games on TV on specific days, like the good days in terms of prime time. I was a little surprised we didn't see more of it, but then again, a little surprised to see it at all. You know, they had in the past, they've always done a lot of the Saturday or Sunday stuff. I've never seen a Sunday or Monday. But then again, yeah. maybe, Luke, they're trying to bring back Big Monday. Doing your kids and Big yes. Monday was the day you'd want to watch college basketball. I do remember this. Yes. Yeah. Maybe like Dickie V is hollering at you on the <laughs> commercials. God damn it. I'm trying to watch world class championship wrestling. I'm all excited about Kerry Von Eric and all of a sudden Dick Vitale, where's Big Monday? You know, maybe that's what you're trying to bring back. Maybe. Big Ten, Big Monday. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit about, uh, getting off the schneid when it comes to uh, a draft pick. We finally had Daniel Oturo get picked here in the, the second round. It was a 33rd pick by the Clippers uh, going to join Amir Coffey. I mean, that's definitely a, a good thing for uh, for this program. Um, really excited for Daniel. And now with Montrezl Harold leaving, there's a good opportunity for him maybe to even get some minutes. I would see Montrezl Harold leave. Yeah. Like, first of all, I was like, wow, the, the Lakers are loading up because mm-hmm. Now they got Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench, or maybe I don't know. I, I don't have every, I don't have a clear idea of everybody the Lakers bringing back, but that's impressive. And it's also it is good for Daniel Oturo because you take Harrell is like the sixth man of the year mm-hmm. or up for it, one of the two, and they have I think Jamichael Green is gone too, so that's why they had to resign Patrick Patterson immediately. You know I think they're bringing back Morris as well, but there is time right there for mm-hmm. Daniel Oturo to maybe play. My guess is. Joko Noel will factor in there, and they will probably try to sign somebody else as well because they are going for a title. But, yeah, Daniel seems like he's going to have a chance to play right away. And Daniel's not going to play in massive spurts. Daniel will play in probably five, six-minute spurts. So with Daniel, it's, you know, make some little shots. Show your spin move off. Grab a couple grab a couple offensive boards and do your absolute best to defend the ball screen better. In the, in your five six minutes, and in your five six minutes in the NBA, as opposed to your you know eighteen minute straight runs in the quarter of the college player, mm-hmm. or twelve minute straight runs or whatever that was, and if he can do that, he's gonna have a chance. Yeah, you know it's 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 very encouraging, man. Like you, as a kid, okay, let's take you back here a little bit. So when I was a sophomore in college, 
John Thomas had been drafted by the Knicks and traded to the Celtics, and, and Bobby Jackson had been drafted by the Supersonics and traded to the Nuggets. I made sure I could get a chance to see them every time I could because it was exciting. You had somebody you were rooting for. Same mm-hmm. thing when Willie Burton was in the NBA and Kevin Lynch, mm-hmm. I remember. Well, no one, people that grew up in Minnesota haven't had that chance. You know, like, yeah. the only guy they had to watch for was Chris was Chris Humphreys, and, like, Chris was barely a gopher. Right. You know, and they probably saw him more on, like, uh, reality TV than they did on NBA TV. So, like, this, this is big for people to go out and follow. Yeah, I mean, I think the same is true. I think a lot of people feel the same way, like about football, right? Because you've got a number of those guys that got drafted this last yeah. year, like Antoine Winfield Jr., um, Tyler Johnson, Carter Coughlin, Chris Williamson. Um, you've got guys like Matt. You got some guys like Max Williams. Uh, otherwise, you know, and then you've got Amir Coffee in the league too. I mean, yeah, it, it makes some of these teams interesting to follow that you maybe normally wouldn't follow, especially when there's a pandemic and you don't have the opportunity to. Uh, you don't have the opportunity to like go to games or have other activities, you're now trying to watch different sporting events uh, to occupy some of the time if you have free time. Yes. You make a good point about those guys you're watching in the NFL. Like I, so we have a neighbor out here in Laconia who I, must be a Max Williams family member. I know it's not his parents because his parents don't live by me. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm making pretty good money here and I live in a good neighborhood, but I don't live in the... I don't, I don't live in those gigantic houses that are owned by a guy who played 10, 12 years in the NFL. Right. You know, like, okay. So this obviously is not his parents. They have a different piece of cardinal memorabilia outside their house every weekend. Like right now they have this like tire with a flag sticking out of it. And that's a cardinal thing. Mm-hmm. And so like they're fans and like that. I've watched the Cardinals a lot lately myself because, you know, they're entertaining with Murray. They got mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. But Max Williams playing draws you in. DeAndre mm-hmm. Campbell's on that team, yep, too, too, former Grover. Yep. Those are things that I tune in for. When the Jets are playing, I was hoping to see Blake Cashman. When the Bucks play, we obviously know what we're watching there. You know, so it, it is a draw. And plus, dude, the NFL's awesome. Love the NFL. Yeah. I'll watch NFL games no matter who's playing. Except, yeah. are you kidding me on Thursday? The Titans, or excuse me, the Texans and the Lions, <laughs> followed by the Redskins and the Cowboys. My God. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Um, you, okay, you, you're a YouTube TV guy, right? Oh, all the way. Yeah. So I, I just recently switched to YouTube TV somewhere in the pandemic. You're part of the reason that I finally did. He, here's one of the features that I absolutely love about that. I, I record tons and tons and tons of games, right? Um, but if there's one live and I see that it's a good game, I can go into my library or whatever. You click and you join it. And when you join it, you can choose to join it live or you can join it with like key plays. That feature is yep. so awesome because I get some context of what happens and then I join the game live. I, it makes watching a lot of those like obscure games that, you know, involve golfers or just obscure games that happen to be on in this time of year. It makes that so awesome to be able to, to join up into those games and, and join them live. Right. Cause you get that context. Right. Like right now, Ohio State is playing Indiana. That's how I'm going to catch up on that game. Yeah. Also, it, that key play thing may have ruined baseball for me. Because, yes, exactly. I mean, like, like, I saw I watch baseball games, you know, eight times out of ten right now. Yeah. 
I, I, I do that too. And it, the, the other funny thing about the watching key plays on baseball is so the key, pl- the pl- key plays go and there are like 12, 12 of them, right? Um, for yep. an entire, for an entire game and half of them are just strikeouts, <laughs> right? Like, well, and then, you know, you can time it out. Like, okay, they show every hit. So if the twins are up four to one and mm-hmm. there's only two key plays left, you know they won. Yes, you know? right, exactly. Yeah, I, I I do like that as well. I I haven't had it for I haven't had it for basketball. I didn't I didn't enable it for the bubble. So I'm interested to see how it um, works with like college basketball and the NBA now. Um, but it, it should be fun. I, I also think that it could be really really fun with the NCAA tournament where you're you know flipping between games and you haven't watched this game and you you see that it's um, it's really close in the final four minutes. Right, you could get all that context and then you could jump into the final part of of a game i i do look forward to that a lot hopefully that we have an ncaa tournament i i believe we are i i mean i'm being very very optimistic or hopeful is the word i just think that unless something's changed all these colleges talked about how they were gonna send kids home around thanksgiving and they probably weren't coming back until early february slash late january and they were going to do something like even start to school late, even maybe even do some distance learning in college. Like I guess maybe colleges do that a lot more. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been in college, but I knew they were going to do something to try to keep those kids off campus and keep numbers down around Thanksgiving. But that's got to work out for college basketball because it gives them a chance to maybe not bubble, but like keep an eye on those kids. And then if you're a captain, if you're if you're Eric Curry, you gotta look every dude on your team in the face and say, "Hey, you do not go to this party. You do not go to this girl's dorm. You do not go to those guys down the hall because this is what they're doing." You have to be smart, mm-hmm. and I just, I it's gonna happen. Look, you know there's gonna be COVID, but I think hopefully with these kids, like with there not being as many kids on campus, hopefully they can put like a, you know, they could put something together. It, it also depends on the college coaches. For example, when, when I was on campus over winter, when everybody was off campus, our days were full. It was get here by this time for this meeting, practice, eat, then do a training session. Then we're all as a team. We're going to go out. They booked that full damn day. So no one could go around and mess around and get in trouble. Right. Well, if you have a coach that cares to do that, then you might be able to do, you might be able to come out of this, but, but then you could have other coaches that don't. For example, the number one complaint I heard from players that played for Tubby, one of their main complaints was they never saw him afternoon on a non game day. He, they practiced in the morning and then you never saw him again. Hmm. So like, if you were got a staff like that, who just lets the kids roam at this point, you're in trouble. You are in going to be in trouble. So yeah. we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just one minor complaint that I have. Uh, I, I, I was really disappointed that the that Minnesota isn't going to be able to host the Elite Eight and Sweet 16. I was looking forward to that greatly. I was going to totally submit my name to get in and join those. Um, I've had the fun opportunity to go a lot of uh, different regionals um, with some family and stuff, and that's been a blast, and I was really excited to do that here as well, but that's that's a bummer that that's not going to happen here uh, for the great college basketball fans of Minnesota. Yes, that sucks, and my only hope 
is that they make it up for the people of Minnesota quickly. Yeah. And I, I don't know that you, you probably can't do that within a year because people right. are scheduling, but they should make that up for the people of Minnesota in Minnesota quickly because we haven't had much of that. Yes, we had a Final Four. I, I, I know that was most people don't get that, and that was awesome. Great memory. But we also deserve to have those regionals as well. Those yeah. regionals are so fun. Like, one of my best college basketball memories is seeing Tim Duncan play for Wake Forest. Like, in, uh, gosh, that would be 1996. Sure. The 1990, when the 96 regionals were at the Metrodome. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun. Kentucky was here. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, and that's, that's the type of thing that helps basketball in Minnesota, gives everybody an experience. In college basketball, the one one good part about COVID is I fell in love with college basketball again. Last spring, I went through the the draft list and I watched all the guys who were drafted. I was like watching them play, but it wasn't just to see how good the draft picks were. It was also a pick game though that I felt that that were fun. And man, Luke, like I, Pac-12 with Bill Walton, yeah. I won't miss it much this year. I promise. <laughs> oh my God, he's so good. And like those big, big, big. Rivalry matchups. Yeah, how fun are those games, man? Sure. Like I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for college basketball. Luke, okay. I got well, I like this is this is how ready to go I am. I saw Maui Invitational the other night on on one of the ESPN channels, and I'm like, oh my god, are they playing? They can't be playing. They're not out in Hawaii. They yeah. just, so then I was like, oh, maybe it's an older game. Maybe it's an older one. Let's check it out. And it was friggin' Rocket League. <laughs> I was so bad. That's hilarious. Hey, uh, before I let you go, uh, I should let you know. So just, you know, going to those regionals, if, if you're a college basketball fan and you haven't done it, it's it's a lot of fun. Ryan, I was at the game in Seattle when they when uh, the Pioneer Press broke the story. So I was a I was in elementary school at the time and I was there for uh, I think the guy's name was something Archibald from Weber State when they upset North Carolina. I think it was North Carolina. Jarvis. Oh. Jarvis Archibald. Well, yeah. Maybe that guy played for Creighton and I, I can't remember, but I, that was, like, I love those. If you get a chance, go to a go to a first and second round. I guess it's technically second and third, whatever. You guys know it's the first and second round. Those are the best because you can, you know, the first the first round you get to watch four games, and then you get to watch two games, you know, two days later. It it is absolutely a blast, um, and I'll, and those are some of my greatest memories growing up as a kid is going to those with family members, and it's it, they're they're just wild fun. You so you were in Seattle when we played Gonzaga. Yeah, I was there. Luke, I'll never forget. Like I was walking, I was bringing stuff out to the bench before our game, and I came out and these Gonzaga fans. I have never in person been harassed. Now, obviously, I take a lot of trash and email. I do emails and and uh, on in DMs and stuff, but never in my my life have I been yelled at. Yeah, like those Gonzaga fans yelled at us for that academic scandal. Yeah. I'll never forget that. But yes, those those games are so fun. I, I mean, to, to see all the different fan bases is, is amazing. Also, I wanted to go back. You had said something about 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I have it on the wall in the other room. I have a team picture from 97, 98. Yeah. And I wanted to look at those numbers because I was like, well, what was Russ Archambault? Russ Arsh- I'm looking at the team picture right now. Russ Archambault was three, 
Sam Jacobson was five. Those are the only single numbers on there. Yeah. Like, yeah, these are totally traditional numbers here of the old school variety. And by the way, this picture I'm looking at right now, sending Clem Haskins, Brent Haskins, Mitch Onstead, Eric Harris, Kevin Clark, Miles Tarver, Sam Jacobson, Quincy Lewis. Kind of a fun photo. Bessie Reichart. Kind of a fun photo to look at. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean... Man, I'm I'm hoping that the days of being able to go and watch live basketball again are here soon. There's there's obviously nothing better when it comes to uh, sports, in my opinion. It it definitely beats uh, beats football because I I can't sit for so long through so many commercial breaks. Um, but there's so many so many so quick many. breaks. But hey, you sit long enough that you can do two podcasts a week for the Gopher Gridiron, so you must be doing a good enough job. I mean, the, the Burns connection, Ryan Burns, and oh, what is the line that we have to hear every time? My second cousin, yeah. Eric Burns. Is that, yeah, 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 that's what it is. So you, you're getting put pretty good. I mean, the Gopher Gridiron podcast is a, is a must listen. Yeah. You're going to have more of a fun week to talk about this week, yeah. but I, you have to make me a promise. When you guys start talking about that passing appearance call, you if either of those dudes thinks that like that one was the that the end was worse than the one at the eight forty three mark, yeah. You have my right to verbally <laughs> slap them. That, because they were the same call in terms of impact and terrible. Yeah. Terrible Com- complete, <laughs> completely agree with you. Um I, I I'm also one of those people that doesn't believe that officiating like makes or breaks a game so like when you're seeing when you're seeing uh, a number of people um get their bets back because because of the the one call it's like there are a ton of calls that could have impacted the game there's still like 50 seconds left who knows what was going to happen then like i exactly I just, there's so many things like you know when when minnesota lost that game against uh M- maryland and they they missed an extra point Flex said something in the sense of that's not why we lost the game. And he's right. There are so many other points in the game. It's a culmination of a number of different things that happen. It's not one call, right? Like in, in that game against Purdue, and now I'm just rambling, but in that game against Purdue, they missed, they had the lowest kick I've ever seen in my life get blocked. He missed another kick. Uh, Rondell Moore should have caught a touchdown and he bobbled it out of bounds. Like, that's way more on Purdue than it is on a, on a, a terrible PI call. And by the way, we never got a good angle that the officials had because they yeah. both threw flags. Yes. Two flags came out of there. Yes. Like they both saw the extension. We never saw that on TV. Yeah. We got to listen to whatever that dude's name on the Big Ten Network complain about it, you know, the right. loud guy, whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, I, we, the, never, we, never, we never got the angle. So. Right. Okay, um, just to cl- close out on, on basketball here. Um, so with with this season, I think I can count the games. I don't know how many there are. Do you know how many games there are? One, two, three, four. There should be 27. Okay, 27. Like that, how many do you think they play? I predicted 20 this morning. Okay. I'm was I'm being optimistic and hopeful. I think they're going to get through most non-conference games just because it's the it's the start of the season and it's when the kids and the college campuses should be empty. But again, like I'm sorry, North Dakota people, but you guys are like dripping in COVID up there for God's <laughs> sake. Like we got two North Dakota teams in the schedule right away. Like 
yeah. I mean, it's not a, you, how, how positive can you be about it? You know? Right. Right. Okay. And well. Not like Minnesota's any better for crying out loud. <laughs> no. We're, 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 we're hiding in our houses right now for a reason. Yeah. There, it's, I mean, it's, it's the whole upper Midwest, right? Like it's all, it's all terrible there. So, okay. Well, yep. it, it was super fun to chat. Um, We'll we'll have to do this more. I, I promise I won't be, uh, and I'm not ghosting you for the record. I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't ghosted you. Like I think some people have come to the conclusion. Uh, I will I will work harder to make sure this happens more often. It's always fun to talk uh, go for basketball with you and and you know random sports. So everybody that hung on this long end of like 45 or 48 minutes of our rambling, uh, thank you for listening and go Gophers. <laughs>